Hi, these are stories with Samantha. Today I will be reading the Berenstein Bears Kindness Counts, written by Jan and Mike Berenstein. Brother Bear, of many interests, he enjoyed sports such as baseball, soccer, football, and basketball. He liked to draw and paint, and he was interested in science. He had hobbies like collecting stamps and baseball cards, and he enjoyed fishing and playing video games. But the thing he enjoyed most of all was building model airplanes. He started building model airplanes with Papa when he was very young. At first, they made simple plastic models, but soon they were creating flying modes out of lightweight wood and paper. Before long. Brother Bear could model all by himself. He kept building bigger and bigger, bigger models that could fly longer and farther and higher. On trips to the far park with sister, he was always took his latest model for flight trials. It was a thrill to to wind the propeller for the first time, let it go, and watch it fly across the park. One Saturday afternoon, Brother Bear tried out his latest creation—a big model plane painted bright red, called the Meteor. He set it down on the grass and wound the propeller. Sister joined. Some of her friends nearby. One of them was minding her young brother Billy and was playing with a small, small model. Like his brothers, when he was little. When Billy saw bro- brother's big new plane, he came over to take a look. Wow, he said, "That's beautiful." Thanks, he called. I call it the meteor. I built her myself. Brother said proudly. Wow, said Billy. I wish I could have a plane like that. Brother finished winding the propeller and picked up the meteor. Can I help you fly us, Billy? Brother was proud of his model and careful with them too. They took a long time to build and was easy to break. If you launch them just right, they could take the nosedive and crash. Well said, Brother. Doubtfully, I don't know, but I remember how Papa always let me know. <coughs> We're building and flying model planes. That's how he learned by helping Papa. Wow," said Brother. "Okay, you can help me hold it." "Oh boy, thanks," said Billy. Bro- Brother knelt down and let Billy hold the model. Model with him. Now remember," said Brother. "Don't throw it. Let it fly out of your hands." Here it goes! One, two, three, fly! They both let go, and a big red meteor lifted up and away. Its propeller whirling. Yippee! Yelled Billy. Look at it fly! But Brother was worried. The meteor was climbing up too steeply, and watched the meteor rose high above the park. It seemed to pa- pause in midair. It, its nose suddenly dipped down. Into the meteor, hit the ground with a nasty crunch. <coughs> Brother and Billy ran to to the wrecked model. 
Brother sadly picked it up and looked at, at the damage. Billy's big sister and the others noticed the excitement and came over. Oh no, said Billy, it's my fault. Did you? Did I do something wrong? Did I throw it instead of letting you fly it, he said. Every afternoon that week, Billy helped Brother work on the plane. He didn't know very much, but he learned a lot, and he had lots of fun. With Brother had fun, too. He enjoyed teaching, and he liked having a helper who looked up to him. The next Saturday, the meteor was ready for another big flight. Brother and Billy took him out, took him down to the park. Everyone came along to watch. They rose, they rose long, even curved. This looks like a good flight, said Brother. The meteor flew on across the field. Slowly it came down, landing clear on the other side of the park in a three-point landing. Brother and Billy ran over. It was a perfect shape. Hooray, yelled Billy, jumping up and down. Brother Bear began to wind the propeller for another try, but he noticed a group of older cubs coming into the park. They carried a lot of a lot of interesting equipment and wore jackets that said Bear Country Rocket Club. Brother went over to watch. They were setting up a model rocket. They were going to fire it off and let it come down in a parachute. Brother was excited. Excuse me, he said to the cub in charge. Do you think I could help you launch the rocket? The cub shook his head. Sorry, he said. You're too young. It's too dangerous. Brother walked away sadly, but he noticed that Billy was staying behind. He was taking the older cub in charge. His older cub called Brother back. My cousin Billy tells me you're with your model plane, said the older cub. Brother just nodded. The older cub smiled. That was cool. You seem to know a lot about flying models. Guess you can help out. So the rocket club let Brother hold things for them, carry things for them, and squirt a little glue here and there. And they learned a lot, and he was happy. When the time was to fire the rocket, they even let Brother Bear push the button. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Fire, said the cub in charge, and Brother pushed the button. There was a loud whoosh. The rocket shot up, leaving a trail of smoke. High above the park, a yellow parachute popped open, <coughs> and the rocket drifted back to the earth. They ran over to it. It was all twisted and short. Are you going to fix it, asked Brother? Sure, laughed an older cub. Build them, fly them, crash them, fix them. That's our motto. Could I help you? Asked Brother. The older cub thought it, thought over it. Sure, he said, slapping Brother on the back.
So because Brother Bear had shown a little kindness to someone younger than himself, he became the youngest member of the Bear Country Rocket Club, and he was very proud. Thank you for listening to Samantha's stories. I hope you enjoyed this book. Bye! Hi, these are stories with Samantha. Today I will be reading Polar Express, written and illustrated by Chris Van Allward. Why, why I'm reading this is because it's Christmas time around here. Let's begin. Hope you enjoy. On Christmas Eve many years ago, I lay quietly in my bed. I did not wrestle the sheets. I breathed slowly and silently. I was listening for a sound, a sound a friend had told me I'd never hear. The ringing bells of Santa's sleigh, but there's no Santa, my friend had insisted, but I knew he was wrong. Late that night, I did hear sounds. The knot of ringing bells from outside came the sounds of hissing steam and squeaking metal. I looked through my window and saw a train standing perfectly in front of my house. It was wrapped in an apron of steam. Snowflakes fell lightly around it. A conductor stood on the open door of one of the cars. He, he took a charge pocket from his vest, then looked up at my window. I put my slippers and robe on. I tiptoed downstairs and out the door. All aboard, the conductor cried out. I ran up to him. Well, he said, are you coming? Where, I asked. Why, to the North Pole, of course, was his answer. This is the Polar Express. I took his outstretched hand and, pull, and he pulled me aboard. The train was filled with other children, all in their pajamas and nightgowns. We sang Christmas carols and ate candies with nougat centers as white as snow. We drank hot cocoa as thick as rich melted chocolate bars. Outside, the lights of towns and villages flickered in the distance as the Polar Express raced northward. Soon, there were no more lights to be seen. We traveled through cold, dark forest where lean wolves roamed and white-tailed rabbits hid from our train as it thundered through the, the quiet wilderness. We climbed mountains so high as it seemed if we would scrape the moon. But the Polar Express never slowed down. Faster and faster we ran along, rolling over peeps and through valleys like a car on a roller coaster. The hills mount the hills turned into mountains. This the hills, snow-covered plains, we crossed a barren desert of ice. The great polar ice cap lights appeared in the distance. They looked like the lights of a strange ocean liner sailing on a frozen sea. There, said the conductor, is the North Pole. The North Pole, it was a huge city, standing alone in the top of the world, filled with factories where every Christmas toy was made. At first he saw no elves. They're gathering in the center of the city, the conductor told us. That is where Santa will give the first gift of Christmas. Who receives the first gift? He, we will all ask. The conductor answered. He will choose one of you.
Look, shouted one of the children. The elves outside. We saw hundreds of elves as their train drew closer to the center of the North Pole. We slowed to a crawl so crowded where the streets were sent as helpers when the North Pole, when the Polar Express could go no farther, we stopped and the conductor led us outside. We pressed through the crowd of, to the crowd of a large open circle in front of us stood Stan, stood Santa's sleigh. The reindeer were excited. They pranced and paced, running the silver bells that hung from their harness. It was magical sound, like nothing I ever heard. Across the circle, the elves pulled apart a, a bell from a reindeer. The elves, all the elves cheered wildly. He marched over to us and said, pointing at me, let's give this fellow, can I have this fellow here? He jumped up to his sleigh. The conductor handed me up. I sat on Santa's knee and he asked, now, what would you like for Christmas? I knew that I could have a, any gift I could imagine, but the thing I wanted most for Christmas was not inside Santa's giant bag. What I wanted more than anything was one silver bell from Santa's sleigh. When I asked, Santa smiled. Then he gave me a big hug and, and told one of the elves to cut a bell off from the reindeer's harness. The elf tossed it up into, up to Santa. He stood holding the bell high above him and called out, The first gift of Christmas! A clock struck midnight as the elves roared their approval. Santa handed the bell to me. I put it on my bathrobe pocket. The conductor helped me down from the sleigh. Santa shouted out to the reindeer names and cracked his whip. His team charged forward and climbed into the air. Santa circled once above us, then disappeared into the cold, dark polar sky. As soon as we were back inside the Polar Express, the other children asked me to see the bell. I reached into my pocket, but the only thing I felt was a hole. I had lost the silver bell from Santa's sleigh. Let's hurry outside and look for it. One of the children said, but the train gave a sudden lurch and started moving. We were on our way home. It broke my heart to lose the bell. When the train reached my house, I sadly left the other children. I stood on my doorway and waved goodbye. The conductor said something from the moving train. But I couldn't hear him. What? I yelled. He cupped his hands around his mouth. Merry Christmas! He shouted. The Polar Express let out a loud blast from its whistle and sped away. On Christmas morning, my little sister Sarah and I opened our presents. When it looked as if everything had been unwrapped, Sarah found one last small box behind the tree. It had my name on it. Inside was a silver bell. There was a note found 
this on the seat of my sleigh. Fix that hole in your pocket, signed Mr. C. I shook the bell. It made the most beautiful sound my sister and I had ever heard. But my mother said, oh, that's too bad. Yes, said my father, it's broken. When I'd shaken the bell, my parents had not heard a sound. At one time, most friends would hear the bell, but as years passed, I fell silent for all of them. Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe. Bye! Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoy.